Welcome back, everybody, to the Nosebleed Sports Podcast. I am Chris Witt. With me, as always, is Mr. Adam Schmidt. Adam, how are you today, sir? I'm terrific. How are you? If I was any better, I'd be you. And that was a perfect impression of Joe Schmidt doing an impression of you. It was. And speaking of Joe speaking Schmidt, of GI, we gastrointestinal out. Joe. We got to start out with a big shout out to him, my brother, your cousin, uh, a uh, a a co-host a couple weeks ago on this podcast. Filled in for Chris. Uh, filled in for me while I was in Mexico. Appreciate did, that. He did fill in for Chris. He did it with Adam that week. And um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, his birthday is today. Happy birthday, Joe. Uh, whether you're watching now on Facebook or listening tomorrow, I think he does a little bit of both, maybe. Yeah. Um, so anyway, happy birthday to you. Uh, I don't know. He's like 43 now, or I don't know, 30 or 20, or. Yeah, I, uh, I think he's the same age as me for like a month. Yeah. So he just turned 35. He did just turn 35. Congratulations, Joseph, and uh, there you go. Hey, speaking of Joey Schmidt. Mm-hmm. We've got a great show today. <laughs> yeah, because he's a great show. He was a great show when he when he filled in for me, and we've got a great show today, uh, as well. We've got we've got we're going a little we got a, we got a couple things that are a little different yeah. on the Nosebleed Sports Podcast this week. Yeah. Uh, we got a we got a little segment we're going to do here a little bit later that's going to be a little different, not so much sports related, but something we both love and I think everybody else loves. Everybody loves to laugh. So we'll get into that. I think I'm more excited about that than anything else we've done on this podcast. I, I, you honestly. might be right. I think I might be right there with you. Uh, and the other thing uh, that's a little different is what we're going to start off the day with. Yep. We are going to start the day off with football. Yes, we are. Anybody that listens to the Nosebleed Sports Podcast knows that we are a Cincinnati-based podcast. Uh, we, we, we try to get a lot of national things on here. We don't just make it just Cincinnati. However, sometimes it gets that way. Mm-hmm. However, today, we are going to start off in Oakland with one of the weird, I don't want to say weirdest, yeah, one of the weirdest, oddest uh, NFL players. And, you know, he's a he's the best wide receiver in the game, so he's allowed to be that because apparently that's, you know, if you're the best wide receiver, that's what you do. Michael Irvin, oddball, you know, different guys like that. Uh, except for Jerry Rice, that dude was pretty much. Pretty solid dude. Pretty solid dude. Mm-hmm. Like to run hills in the sand and stuff i think he still does that and he's like 50 yeah that's 50 try again is he older than that i hope so that's only 15 years older than me that dude was playing <laughs> yeah. when i was born i know but he played well he was in his 40s when he when he stopped playing i think that dude has to be that's i bet jerry rice is 60 i bet jerry rice is 63 years old no you don't think so he's not older than our parents my that my mom and dad that's the same age as my mom no that's younger than my yeah that's older than my mom that's and dad. a little bit yeah. older it's a little older than my dad yeah yeah um, oh man you know what yeah i bet he's i bet i bet he's i bet uh, he's in his in his mid 50s mid 50s yeah man that's uh that'd be a i'd say that now that i think about it he played at his prime when I was like a little kid, which would have been if my dad was playing in the NFL, would have been his prime. So I'm thinking you might, uh, you might be a little bit closer to the correct answer than and, I am. And speaking of the Raiders, if you can't see your hat real well from a distance, it, it looks like possibly a Raiders hat. He was born seven days before my dad. Wow. 
Seven days right before there. my dad, October 13th, 1962. Very good. So okay. that uh, makes him fifty, almost 57 years old. All right, so not a happy birthday to Jerry Rice, but no. let's talk about Anth- no. Antonio Actually, Brown. the worst birthday in the world to Jerry Rice today. Yes. I hope he has the worst birthday ever today. Yeah. It's, because it's not his it's birthday. It's not his birthday. So, so it's not going to matter. Yeah. All right, so, <laughs> so speaking of wide receivers in Oakland. Tell me what's going on with my man Antonio Brown. So let me just tell you. I Okay, so – I haven't been on top of my sports game here lately, all right? Now, from what I understand, I have been watching Hard Knocks the last couple weeks. Oh. So, from what I understand is that uh, my man froze his feet off in a cryo machine, and then he threatened to retire if he couldn't use a helmet that the NFL, who has been sued for billions of dollars for head trauma, uh... Uh, a, a player, former players with head trauma, mm-hmm. outlawed a helmet because of the fact that it's too old and it and and they feel like you could not prevent head trauma as much as it should. They deemed it unsafe. They deemed it unsafe, and now he's threatened to retire for that. Or is the threatening gone? The th- the retiring's gone, right? He's not saying he's going to retire. Yeah, anymore. he he backpedaled on that. Look, he he he's been kind of a loose cannon for a long time now, especially last season at the end of the season when he was having all these issues with Roethlisberger and the, and the organization and, um, you know, and then he, he just flat out didn't show up for anything the last week before the Bengals game and then showed up like he was going to play. And then Mike Tomlin's like, uh, uh sorry, okay. Bud. Yeah. You're not just going to not show up all week and then come on Sunday and expect to play. So bye. Does, doesn't happen that way. He's uh, no. Yeah. He told him you aren't playing in this game and he left. So, um, all kinds of problems. He, you know, told him, okay, trade me. So they did. Um, and he gone. he's with Oakland now, and he has not played one game yet, and there's already all kinds of controversy with the guy. Uh, like you said, he has he didn't show up for the first couple days of uh, training camp, and people were like, what's going on? And then he posts a photo of the bottom of his feet that looked like they were uh, like uh, wax figures like wax models of his feet that were coming off it was disgusting i don't know what it looked like i thought that i thought that he had exactly like you said like stuck his feet in wax and was peeling it back yeah it looked like his just feet were just peeling and that's and that's (laughs) look my feet have done that because i get blisters and stuff on the bottom of my feet when i play basketball sometimes and Mm -hmm. i don't wear two pairs of socks but it looked you gotta wear two pairs of socks when you play basketball i do i do every time um so anyway but it looked way worse than that, and because he went into one of these cryogenic things that's supposed to be great for your body, for recovery and all that kind of stuff, but the thing is you have to you have to be dry when you go in there. Otherwise, if there's anything wet, it's going to freeze immediately. How cold is it in these machines? Is this, I mean, is this a real thing? Like, is it actually freezing cold in these things? Yes. It's, I think it's like. Do you wear a blanket? What do you, what do you take in with you? No, I, you can wear, so you can wear, and you're supposed to wear like some footwear. You're not supposed to go in there barefoot or anything. So he wore socks in there, but they were wet. So they immediately froze to his foot, (laughs) which froze his foot. And, uh, so. How often do you think that dude gets in one of those machines? I, I would bet a lot of times i would bet that's at least not his first time i mean then come on you have to know right 
Yeah. What does it cry? What does it do? What is what is it thing supposed? Is it supposed to be like sitting in a tub of ice or something? Yeah, I think it's like a substitute for that, and it's supposed to be better for you somehow. Even than that, I don't know. I don't know the science behind how it works. I've never actually seen one in real life. I feel like only rich people use them. Uh, but you never saw the cryo machine I got back in the laundry room. Oh no, I haven't. Yeah, it's because I don't have one. Huh. Uh, oh, that's why I haven't seen it. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, that, I. I <laughs> the guy is going to miss all of training camp because he was irresponsible about... Have you watched Hard Knocks? I have not seen Hard Knocks. Right, I don't so have HBO. I do like Hard Knocks. So uh, I watched last night, and he tried. He's he's out there. I mean, he's running. He was running. They had to tell him to slow down at first. Hmm. They were like, hey, man, slow down. Your feet aren't ready for this yet. And they weren't. They're so, so black. They finally they were like, all right, dude, you got to go. And And he left. He left training camp. Right after just the I don't know a day or two, never really did anything, mm-hmm. and right after that, now all of a sudden he's told he it's over ten years old. Yeah. Right. So the helmet's over ten years old. So he goes out on the tweet box and tells everybody to find him a helmet that's less than ten years old, and it's got a, it's a certain model and and size and all that stuff. And he's got people telling him they got all these helmets all over the place. So. They told him he doesn't. He, he have more resources than any regular person. On of course Twitter he for does. Stuff like that. It's just him being. It's just AB being AB, right? Yeah. He's he he doesn't need that. He can go get his helmet, mm-hmm. and he did. From what I understand, he found a loophole. Oh, did he, he? He found a loophole. So he disagreed with what they said. Blah blah blah. You know, they he tried to appeal it. They said no, you're still going to get it. But he kind of found a loophole because the reason it was deemed unsafe is because it was older than ten years old. So he found the exact same model, same everything, helmet, but it was only like eight or nine years old. But it's the same helmet. Oh, wow. Okay, I didn't realize that was So the, once it becomes ten, in, in a year or two, he's not going to be able to use it again anyway. So so he's found the loophole to get, it, to get a helmet that he wants. So he's got the helmet. I think we're good now. You know, I, they, they say he's going to play for week one. They're, he's going to play in week one. Okay. Uh, but he's not going to – I mean, Probably and I'm not. sure he's not that – upset about missing camp and missing the preseason because nobody likes nobody likes training if camp you watch hard knocks the preseason he really was upset he wanted to get out Maybe. there because it was a new team and apparently you know he wants he said i want well gruden wanted him out there because he works harder than everybody and he runs his mouth so yeah. you know and, and that's and that's been proven because he's been the best receiver for the last five years in the NFL or whatever, or, yeah, or he's, except he's got, last year. But. Since 2013, he's got the most, like, I think it's uh, catches, yards, touchdowns. I mean, yeah, you name it, every big stat for a wide receiver. He's literally the best wide receiver in the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I'm, I, I just a, I just want – and here's the thing. The Raiders, for a very long time, have been one of my favorite two or three teams in the league to watch – I don't know why. I just have it's liked the Raiders. the Raiders. It's the Raiders. Yeah, I just, I, like I honestly, and this is a, this is a very uh, non-sports fan way to, to, to pick a team. Exactly. I love their color scheme. I love the silver I, I mean, gray, the, man. I, I, I think adults dressing up in costumes to go to sporting events is, is the epitome of nerdiness and weird. Sure. But. The way that those that those fans dress up with like the spiked shoulder pads and stuff, that's about as cool a costume as yeah, fans wear. They all look like uh, the tag team from the WWE. Right, the Legion the of Doom. The Legion yeah. of Doom. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I don't know, and I like I said, that's a silly thing. But 
Uh, I do. I for, for whatever reason, I like the Raiders, um, and I want to see them do well. Uh, the Rich Gannon game years ago, the Tuck Rule game, yep. was devastating for me, as devastating as I can get about a football game, which isn't that much. Um, so you really could care less. I, I really could care less, but I was root, I was rooting <laughs> You're hard rooting for the Raiders yeah. as hard as I could for a football team, I guess, in an NFL football team. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so yeah, I, I I've always liked the Raiders. I want them to to do well, and hopefully Antonio Brown gets his mindset on uh, everything now. His mindset's football. never going to be correct. <laughs> that dude is that dude is he's out there. He is out there. He is out Look, there, way out there. Just throw him the ball every time, whether he's open or not, and he, he'll he shut his mouth. And you probably won't win games, but he'll be quiet. Uh, and uh, I don't know. Can't, I, don't I mean, it can't hurt Derek Carr's the way Derek Carr's been throwing <laughs> the ball the last couple of years. Unfortunately. Anyway. Um, all right. So, I mean, yeah, that, that's pretty much all I got on AB. The dude's a weirdo. I mean, he threatened to retire if he couldn't wear a helmet that the NFL – told him was unsafe after the NFL has been sued. That, that was just a, that he was just spouting off. He was going to find another helmet. It was going to be uncomfortable for a little bit until he got used to it. Guess what? Tom Brady just had to change his helmet. Mm-hmm. Several other stars have had to change and every other player have had to change their helmets who ha- who are in a similar situation where the NFL said for whatever reason, we aren't calling this old. a safe helmet anymore. Yeah. You need the correct equipment. Everybody has to change. Everybody hates it because I understand your helmet is like a it's it's your it's your safe haven. It's it's yeah. your it's about comfort, and I understand that. But y- you got to deal with it. In it's, your it's everyday, for your safety. In your everyday life, what is your like that the helmet to Antonio Brown is what to Adam Schmidt? That's tough. I don't know about for to me personally, but I, I would I would almost. Uh, compare it to like a seatbelt. Like a lot of people, I my seatbelt's automatic every time. I don't even think about it now. But to a lot of people, people hate wearing their seatbelt. It's uncomfortable. You're too tall, too short, too wide, too skinny, whatever it is. You and people hate wearing their seatbelt. Guess what? You need to wear your seatbelt because it's about your safety. It's it's a, it's the difference between dying and not dying. So guess what? Uh, the proper helmet, the proper equipment in football and a violent sport like football could be the difference between dying at 75 or 80 or whatever. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to tell you something. Sometimes I forget to put my seatbelt on. Please don't do that. I try not to, and it sucks because every time I forget, you know you know what happens is I end up calling my wife or calling my mom on the phone, one of mm-hmm. those two, and I'm driving down the road, and ding! Oh, and they goes off and they go, buckle your seatbelt. Yep, yep, good. I get it all the time. And and I hate to say, but... uh, You spend a lot of time in your vehicle for your job. I do. I buckle up, I'd say, 90% of the time. Okay, that's a good start. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good start. Uh, Marty's been telling you about 10 years now. You know how many times I buckled my seatbelt because because Marty Brenneman (laughs) told me to? Oh, man. I bet bet I've done it at least 50 times. Marty is a just a – he just is a service to the community. He's just out there saving lives, man. He is. That's what Marty Brenneman does. He He is. Whether he's talking about seatbelts or not. He's saving my life every time he's talking about baseball. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. Speaking of that. Uh, so I want to get into this because the, we're gonna we're gonna get into some more Reds a little bit later. Marty Brenneman is the voice of the Cincinnati Reds. He is retiring this year. 
This is it. This is his last year. It's a sad day in Cincinnati. He's been doing it since 1970. Uh, is it five, six, four, six, four, four, seventy three? It was three or four because it his first one of his first couple years was they won two. Seventy five was his first year. No, seventy five. I think seventy four was because I think it was his second year that that they that won. They it. won it. Okay, I'm pretty sure. All right, because Mike Al Michaels did it in se- did the World Series in seventy. So, so then okay. Anyway, that's besides the point. The point is, so now the Reds are uh, bringing in a new voice to be the voice of the Reds. And to be honest, I can't remember his name. He's not bad. He's, he's pretty good. I think he's really good if yeah. we're talking about the same guy. Yeah, it's it's the only the new guy. Yeah. I don't know who he is. I honestly, I so don't either. So <laughs> today, it was the new guy. Mm-hmm. It was Marty Brenneman and Danny Graves. Yes. Three guys in there. And they've been doing this a lot here lately. Mm-hmm. Where they have Marty and this other guy go back and forth, do a couple innings and then a couple innings. And Danny is the... He's the uh, color guy. Mm-hmm. Danny Graves today, in the fifth inning of the Reds game, Uh-oh. had his major league debut of calling a baseball game play-by-play. Oh, how did he do? It was the worst thing <laughs> I've ever heard in my entire life. You know what's funny about that, and I'll let you continue, is – I, t- I got out of work. It was a weird time. The, the game started yeah. this afternoon, middle of the afternoon or whatever. I got in. It was the second inning. And I had just gotten in and heard Marty compliment Danny Graves on how much better he's getting. He Oh, as but a that color was, guy, he's but, been doing yes, very well. But that was before the fifth inning. I did not get to hear the fifth inning. Oh, Marty. So the Reds gave the, – the, 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 the Nationals battered around. In the fifth inning. Yes, they did. They scored 10 runs. They scored quite a few runs. And uh, poor Danny Graves. Marty had That's to st- a tough inning. Marty to had to, to step in. It started from the beginning. Here we go. You ready? I'm just going to give you a little snid bit. Just me, a, little a little tidbit. Taste. Give me Here's a little, a little taste. taste. You got to be real quiet because the quiet is important. Do you remember Joe Nuxall? <laughs> yeah, of course. 15 times worse. <laughs> pitch that's the crowd in the background it's a double and he's on second that dude that's basically how the entire inning went the whole inning i had no idea what was going on you had never knew where the ball was hit you one ball. Somebody hit a home run. Uh, I can't remember who it was. They had a three-run home run. It was the first home run of the inning. You hear ah, the crowd goes wild, and then all of a sudden you hear, "I think it's gonna go." Well, there you have it. Three runs. That was the call. Oh boy, <laughs> Marty okay. ended up stepping in. Oh, Marty ended man. up stepping in at the end of the inning. Real, I, he didn't do the full. Like, he he was just. Doing a whole lot of help. He just started really helping a lot. Oh, Danny. And you, yeah, Danny, he, he knew how bad it was, too. Oh, he knew how bad it was. He has been doing better on the color side. Anyway, I did, yes. I wanted to bring that up. Danny Graves, I know you listen to the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you're a great reliever. Always the, uh, you know, with the, the spec, what do you call that? The frosted oh, tips. The frosted tips. The frosted yeah. tips, you yeah. know, uh, like all the, the pretty boys used to do back in the day. Danny, stick to the color, man. Stick to the color. You know, there are some guys who, who have been in broadcasting for a long time that started as color guys that do play-by-play now some 
who were really bad at first. Really sure. bad and have gotten pretty good. I bet good. Chris Welch was bad. He play by, could do play-by-play. Play. Chris Welch is maybe my favorite Reds broadcaster behind Marty Brenneman right now. Sure. I'm, I think he's fantastic. He might be my favorite. I think he's fantastic. Not over Marty, though. Over Marty? Mm-mm. Not over Marty. Okay. Okay. So I think we're in the same No chance. There. Sorry. I was taking a drink. But no, anyway. No, yeah. no, no. <clears throat> by no. the way, shout out Coke Zero. We appreciate your sponsorship. I've got it off camera today. It's off camera. What? Yeah, I've got it off camera. Oh, I can bring it man. back in. I can bring it back in. We can bring it back in. Thank you. So uh, Coke Zero, Nosebleeds Broadcast Feeds Podcast is broadcast by, <laughs> that doesn't make any sense, is brought to you by Coke Zero, as always, and Ref Edge Pro. Ref Edge Pro. If you need a good shave and you need to mark where the ball is, Ref Edge Pro. Control the line by design. Oh, I like that. I like that tagline. I'm just gonna add that little rhyme on there. Oh yeah. goodness! All right, so enough. That's pretty enough bad. about that. That was that was about as bad <laughs> as Danny it? Graves <laughs> calling the Reds game today. All right, so uh, on. I know we on, planned it that way. That was just a yeah. There, yeah, exactly. Impression. Yeah, well done. Well done. Uh, so up next on the sports podcast for the nosebleeds. Well, well, we'll keep it with the Reds, right? Sure. Yeah, let's we'll, do it. We'll keep it with the Reds because there was something that uh, look. The Reds, after today, we just kind of mentioned the, the game this afternoon. Their fourth loss in a row. They were just swept by the uh, Washington Nationals. And they were, went into the Cup Series over the weekend, and, and there was and a they, lot of there was a lot of hope. There are four games uh, out of five, four games under five hundred. They were four and a half, five and a half out of the wild card, mm-hmm. um, and like six and a half out of the division. And there was still some hope. If you can get in and beat up on the Cubs, there's hope for this season still. Like they have been all year. They split mm-hmm. with the Cubs. They split with the Cubs at home. And then got, and then have lost four straight. Yes. Um, so it's, you know, it's been this, that's, that's the story of the season. They'll go on a, they'll go on a little win streak or they'll, or they'll, you know, win six of ten or whatever and then they'll lose three or four four or five whatever so that's what they're in right now they just cannot get they'll like you said get to four or five games under 500 and you're thinking oh man okay here we go we're gonna finally turn the corner Mm -hmm. here we're gonna at least get to 500 and and you know maybe end the season a couple games back in the wild card or something but it's gonna be exciting in september and then they go on this little in this little losing streak and now They've got a real problem with the bullpen because they're they're done. The bullpen's they they have no bullpen. The bullpen's gone. There's not really. We talked last week. Who can you rely on in the bullpen? It's not Michael Lorenzen like we thought. Not, not it's anymore. not Garrett. It's nobody. Sourmano, poor Sourmano got thrown out there today, and they they didn't have anybody left to bring in, so they just let him get beat. Two thirds of an inning down. Two thirds of an inning, eight earned runs. Beat down. And here, I don't understand. I don't understand Mr. Bell, David. I don't understand him. Quick you and release, him have had this beef going all year. Quick release all the time, right? He's constantly pulling pitchers. Doesn't make any sense. He gets this guy, Trevor Bauer, who's a workhorse, who, you know, everybody says, you know, this guy leads the league in innings, pitched, you know, can't hurt his arm, blah, 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 blah. Just let him go do his thing. So Trevor Bauer goes out today, gets to the fifth inning, gives up three runs, gives up a bomb, Nobody warming up in the bullpen. Walks a guy. Gives up another hit. Gives up another hit. Then a bomb. Hello? 
You don't, he didn't even come out to the mound. Well, maybe he didn't. Danny Graves just didn't tell us about it. But <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't even come out to the mound, much less, well, all of a sudden, he, now now you're going to let some guy pitch for six, for six days? That guy needs to come out. Luis Castillo striking out the side in the sixth inning doesn't need to come out in the seventh. Trevor Bauer in the fifth, giving up six runs, should have came out two runs ago. Yeah. Well, look, if he entered the if he if he can't understand. if he entered the inning and didn't give up anything, yeah, you're not going to have anybody ready. But so at some point you're allowed to warm a guy up once the guy's given up a walk, three hits, a home run. Yeah. Somewhere in there, be a good idea to maybe throw somebody in warming up, sure. or at least, and if it, well, you know, got to have time to warm up. Okay. Go out and talk to your pitcher. Do that thing where you take 20 minutes to talk to the pitcher while somebody warms up. Let him throw to one more batter and then bring that guy in. Yeah. It needed to be done. I don't understand David Bell at all. It, you can't be yin and yang. There's got to be something in the middle, right? Poor David Bell. Boy, he just leaves a guy in too long. You're upset. Pulls a guy early. You're upset. They're Poor two David complete Bell. opposite ends of the world. There's no middle ground. Where's the middle ground? It's like politics these days. You're either far right or far left. What happened yeah. to all the people in the middle? Yeah. David Bell, get to the middle. You can't be both. You can't leave a guy in way too long and then pull everybody else <laughs> way too early. How does I just don't understand this man. <laughs> I don't understand him. I understand. I, I understand holding off on the bullpen. Okay, I know that you need to because you've got a huge. Well, you what? had a huge series coming up with the Cardinals. It's not a big series anymore, but it was a big. Could have been a big series with the Cardinals. If you win all four, it's a big series. Any other result, basically, no, other it, than you're that, you're done. The, the season's over. I'm not quite ready yet. How many games but, are left? Uh, it's like thirty or. 40, somewhere around 40 maybe. That's a lot of games. What are they, nine back now? What was it, that much? They were six maybe. and a half. Going into today, they were six and a half out of the wild card. Okay. And the people, the next guy in front of them was three games out of the wild card, and there's five people that are within three games of the wild card. So, sorry, you ain't you ain't jumping five teams. It's just not going to happen. It wasn't going to happen two weeks ago when they were playing great. You have a better so. chance of jumping four teams in your division because you're going to actually play them. Yeah, that's true. They still do have a ton. That's that's the reason why it's not like a hundred percent done. Okay, because it's not a hundred percent done, but it's getting it's getting to the point where it's like, okay, we've got a really good team. This team is picking up, making acquisitions like crazy. Freddie Galvis, this yeah, he's. Five for his first six or something yes, like that. Yes, some ridiculous yeah. Aristides Aquino. This guy is – so here's the deal. Here's what I'm going to say to Reds fans. I want to say this to you Reds fans, and including myself. I need to tell myself this sometimes. I need to tell myself right now. It's tough. This Reds team is – it's it's better than last year. Not by much, but we're better than last year. I think definitely I'm, well, better. Definitely better. Uh, uh, Record-wise. Record-wise, we may not be that much better, but as a team, this is a better baseball team than last year's Reds. Mm -hmm. They're getting better. They've got a really good squad right now. And if you got a rookie manager who needs to learn how to manage his bullpen, he will. It's okay. It's okay. He'll figure it out. He's going to learn from this year. I guarantee he'll learn from this year. Yeah. 
He's he's gonna have, be he's setting his ways. Managers are setting their ways, but you've got to. There's no way this dude can go into the off season and see how see how what the turn that this bullpen made two weeks, three weeks after the All Star break, and not think that it has something to do with the fact that he throws guys. The the only thing is training. the only thing that might not make him change is that a ton of other managers are managing their bullpens the exact same way and winning a lot more than the Reds are. Okay, so, okay, fine. Then he's going to continue to do that, and our bullpen's always going to suck. But enjoy the little things, because this Reds team right now is as fun a team as I've seen since we were in the playoffs with the Scott Rollins and and, and uh, Brandon Phillips. And This team is fun. They enjoy it. When they're, winning, when they're playing well and they're winning, in, and when, even when they're not, they are fun to watch. They uh they they can hit the ball with anybody. They've got a kid on this team that just did something that has never been done in the history of Major League Baseball. Enjoy it. Just enjoy it. Because this team's getting better. They're gonna be better. Now, they got a lot of guys going into free agency next year that you have no, I have no idea how many guys they're gonna keep, mm-hmm. how many guys they're gonna lose. No idea. But if they are able to sign half of what they got leaving next year, this could be a fun team. It Enjoy be. it. Freddie Galvis at second, could you? Or uh, uh, and then Iglesias at short, Suarez at third. You got Vado at first, Aquino in right, Senzel in center. I don't know who in left. Philip Irvin, Derek Dietrich, and fill in the blank. Have a rotation out there and left. This is. Jerry uh, Winker, this is a fun. It's a fun team, and good night. They're pitching. Look at the, they have three studs. Yes, they do. Sonny Gray, Trevor Bauer, Luis Castillo. Mm-hmm. You can win a playoff. You can win. You win playoff series with three starting pitchers. Yes, absolutely. This team is being built to win. Enjoy the fun stuff that happens. There's so many people. We had a guy. Big fan of the big fan of the podcast today. Texans is telling us that it's a bad thing that Aristides Aquino is hitting all these home runs. There's nothing bad about it. It's phenomenal. It's awesome. Enjoy it. There's nothing bad about it. And I think what he was trying to say is that it's it's tricking people into th- into being excited when they're losing games. And I understand that part of Why it. Why can I not be excited about something that's that's never been uh, the fastest guy to add nine home runs or whatever that is that he did today? You can be. and, and You and can still be excited about absolutely. that. Absolutely. And that's what you need to try to I'm do. I'm excited about it, and I know that they're sucking right now. Right. I can yeah. do both. And I'm a, You can do both. Yes. And I don't think the fact that the Reds cannot get over that hump and get to 500 and start winning more than they're losing – um, I, I don't think that says anything about the ownership. In fact, I think the ownership and the, the, the management have done an incredible job They've over the proven, last season and throughout this season. This All was, these guys this are was not up. supposed to be the year. Before right. this season started, nobody thought this was the year for the Reds to do anything. Right. Yeah. They, they're they in it. That, that alone, well, they were in it up until, <laughs> we'll say up until today maybe, but the fact that they were they were within four games of the wild four and a half games of the wild card up until last week so yes yes that enjoy it we we were there we we we're, we're getting closer enjoy we, Aristides we were Aquino further than we should have been enjoy Aristides Aquino hitting nine home runs in his first 11 games this year 
uh, first 12 games of his career because it's kind of, of a career, weird thing yeah. because he played one game last year. Anyway, um, but it, that is exciting. It's never been done before, like you said. Um, enjoy Jose Iglesias having a career year for him um, and being the best probably the best defensive shortstop in the game and actually hitting the ball a little bit this year. Right. Enjoy the pitching, the the starting pitching and what was the entire the entire staff, bullpen for, included yep. for the first half of the season. Um enjoy that they're hitting the ball a lot better now in the second half. Mm-hmm. They were pitching way better in the first half, not hitting so well, and that's kind of reversed now. Um, for the second half, but so and that's why they can't get over that hump, and that's They're why they can't. Too many runs. Right. So, um, but you have to. I mean, you can either. You know what? And it's it is your prerogative. You can either give up on the season. No, it's not your start, prerogative. No, it I'm is. in charge. Right. It's your prerogative. Exactly. You're in charge of how you feel about it. And I'm it. telling everybody else. I'm in charge of them too. <laughs> so Quit. it's Chris, it's Chris's prerogative how you feel <laughs> about this team. It's not time to, to to look at the Bengals. It's 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 still red season. You got to get excited. Aristides Aquino is is there ain't nothing to get excited about on the Bengals side of things. I'll no, tell you that right no, now. no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Um, and we'll, we'll we'll have like we said before we'll have Andre Edwards on pretty soon hopefully and uh, and and we'll see if he can get us excited about it for some reason. Andre can get me excited about anything. He could probably talk me into it. He can talk me into it. But I'll tell you what, like you said, and if you watched the if you watched uh, last week's preseason game against the Chiefs, e yeah, but no, I I don't know about that. I I only watched the first two drives. Okay, so then you feel pretty what good, else, don't you? What else do I need to watch? The rest of it's a well, bunch of backups and washed and me, washed up. Let me dudes. tell you what happened at the I end saw, of that. I saw it. I saw it. I saw the score and I watched, <laughs> saw a little bit. But that's not the point. The point is those are guys trying to make a team. That's not the the football that we went up against, against the Chiefs against other guys that are trying number, to make their our team. number one. Our number ones went against their our number one defense went against their number one offense, the number one offense in all the league last and year. They scored on them. No, they they uh, the first drive the Chiefs didn't score on the Bengals. Yeah, I think they did. They scored the first two. I think Patrick Mahomes played two drives, and I think they scored both times. I'm pretty sure. Oh. The, the so, Bengals went up seven nothing, and I, and then I looked up 30 seconds later, and it was 14 <laughs> seven. Didn't the Chiefs get the ball first? I don't. I thought they both. I thought I Dalton know. and Mahomes both only played one drive. You know that could be. I I was. Out at a place and the game was on. I was half paying attention, but I and didn't they see got the Bengals beat. score. Sure, they got beat, but got the Bengals came out and scored. I don't. You can't look at preseason scores because ninety percent of the game's not played by anybody that's going to see the field in a regular season game. It's that first drive. They came out. They scored. That's a good thing. I like it. I'm excited. Okay, you be excited. You be excited. Uh, I'm excited. Uh, don't, I'm, don't, I'm, be, don't be millennial Reds fans. I'm, I'm excited. Don't be millennial Reds fans for the Bengals this year. I'm excited about uh, a, a few individual things going on with the Reds. I'm excited that I'm going to the game tomorrow. Chance to see them beat the Cardinals. Uh, another chance. Um, you know, we're people aren't getting as excited about this four game series against the Cardinals here in Cincinnati this weekend as we did against the Cubs last weekend um, because of the way the the last week went down. But um, like I said, if they win, if they and now what are the what's the likelihood? But if they win four games, if they pull a miracle out of their hat and and win four games against the Cardinals, sure, now we're, next week we're going to be talking about hey, it's gonna you be know this, what? It's going to be the exact same thing. We're four games under five hundred. Right. Let's get there. This is what we need to do. We'll right. be against uh, who is it then? Arizona or something like that. Who's another team that's in front of us in the wild card? Right. So 
anyway, there's still, you know, a month and there's still like six weeks left of the baseball season. There's still a long way to go. At some point, we're going to know, okay, you know what? They're six games under 500 and it's September 16th. Um, it's it's done, you know, or and they have five or six teams to jump over anyway. So right. at that point, we're going to know for sure. Let's still be a little excited, and then if they lose four in a row to the Cardinals, <laughs> let's talk next week about the Bengals, okay? <laughs> um, now, we've talked baseball and football. Yes. I would say we spend the most time on this podcast talking about basketball. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I think basketball is definitely the number one thing we, we talk about. <laughs> I got a text from my friend that says green makes your nose look big. <laughs> Great shirt, Adam. He is, me, he so, is hilarious, and he's always talking about my nose, which is which is fun for me. Well, then he must be having a blast because the whole time today I've just been looking at you. So he's getting a really good portfolio <laughs> shot of me. Oh, nice! And I've got a uh, I got a got a heck of a uh, sniffer on me. <laughs> It puts yours to shame. Let's be honest. It puts yours to shame. It's uh, mine. Mine uh, strives to be like yours. So if you look back here at the nosebleeds that was painted, your nose looks like a normal nose. My nose was painted crooked and much larger. Uh, because it is depiction. It, pretty it's accurate crooked. Depiction. Yeah, it's crooked it, and much larger. And my, I have no problem with yeah, it. I it enjoy de- it. <laughs> it depends on what angle you get mine at and stuff like that. Oh, but, buddy, uh, you catch. I don't know what side it is, but one of these two sides, man. My <laughs> nose goes from a big nose to a ski slope. <laughs> it's a monster. <laughs> All right. Um, let's let's talk about. Um, Let's do another side-by-side comparison like we just did to exactly. our noses. Let's do it. I, we, let's get into some NBA. We, we haven't done NBA in a couple of weeks. Hit me with something that I'm going to enjoy. So this, this is kind of a fun thing, and you and I especially are going to have fun with this because let's be upfront about it. I'm really biased about one guy. You're really biased about the other guy. And I saw on Instagram this comparison, all right, that this it, it was just there's there are no stats tied to this. It's just several categories, basketball categories, um, and it picks which one between LeBron James and Larry Bird. LeBron James and Larry Bird. LeBron James and Larry Bird, which one they think was better at each statistical thing. Let's do it. LeBron versus Larry Bird scoring. Who do you give the edge to? LeBron. Really? <laughs> so, yes. Yeah, so, that's the one that they picked as well. You give, that, you give that to Larry? LeBron gets a slight edge. Okay. He does. Okay. He, he averaged, he's averaged three, three points a game more than Larry over their careers. Um, I, I'll, give, I'll give you a slight edge. I'll to, take it. To, to I'll LeBron. take that slight edge. Three-point shooting. This is pretty easy. Oh, that's Larry Bird. Absolutely. Mid-range. Uh, that's still Larry Bird. Thank you. Larry Bird's just a better shooter, straight shooter than LeBron James. I have no problem admitting that. So we're so what are we now? We are uh, we're we're it's uh, two one two two one Larry. Okay. Okay. Finishing, LeBron. Now, I'm gonna give you this because it's a slight edge to LeBron because Larry Bird was one of the most underrated finishers at the basket in all of basketball. You watch this dude around the basket. And he was sneaky good in there. But LeBron's the best finisher in the game. I can't say that any better than you just said it. I'll give a slight edge to LeBron. Okay. Post offense. 
Man. Throw it to him in the post. Throw it to him in the post. Who's going to – man, I'll tell you what. That's tough. I got you. You're going Larry on this. I know this is where we're going to have our first split. <laughs> yeah, I'm going LeBron. So. Okay. I'm going LeBron. Okay, so I definitely go Larry. And by the way, this account on Instagram um, did did pick Larry for this one. I yeah for the fallaway jumper. It's the jumper. It's it's because of he can post a. It's the post up jumper uh, that takes it right because LeBron. That's what LeBron's been doing for the last five years instead of posting up and making a spin move to the basket he's been posting up and hit trying to do that little fadeaway and it's not nearly as effective as when he was younger and would get the ball down low and would just spin around you and jump over top of you there this is this is actually very close to me and i and i think it's close to you too but um yeah i think this is close and i i give a very slight edge to larry a very slight edge because of his ability to shoot over people um, from the mid range, if he gets it out, kind of high post or out, you sure. know, short corner or whatever, if he's posting up, and when we get to passing, this is where it's going to come into. Um, that's going to be okay. Uh, let's have to so, post. so let's let's, let's move post. on. So Re- rebounding, rebounding. I got to go with LeBron. Rebounding is Larry for me for sure. Um, just just statistically, rebounds per game. Larry has like two and a half more rebounds a game. He averaged ten. LeBron has like about seven and a half rebounds a game for his career. Okay, but um, but LeBron's averaging seven seven and a half or whatever from the point guard position. Larry was doing <laughs> it. Larry was doing it from the four. You're gonna give LeBron point guard? I mean, Is he spends most doing? of his time out there. If that dude sat down there and played the four like Larry did under the basket, he'd probably have 14 rebounds a game. LeBron can go anywhere he wants on the floor. He can be down there. But he's just. And not, by the way, he doesn't not. go out and guard anybody on the perimeter anyway, so he's kind of hanging back on defense where you get most of your rebounds. So rebounding statistically, how did you and, get most and of your I rebounds think, when you're hanging and back? And I think on like toughness, like the toughness that you rebounds and traffic oh, and stuff that. like that. I give that to Larry. I think I think Larry. Okay, I will, I'm good with that. I'm good. I'll, 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 I'll give up. I'll give up my my LeBron to Larry. I'll give it. Appreciate I'll give that. rebounding over to Larry. I appreciate that. This is going to be something a little bit interesting. Shot creating. Come on the surface, it looks easy LeBron, right? No, not at all. I think no? it, I think on the surface, it looks easy Larry because of all the weird, crazy shots that that dude, like his whole highlight reel is him like doing some weird fake behind the back and throw it over your head, shoot behind the basket. <laughs> like the dude. That's not where he got most of his shots though. I'm not saying it's where he got most of it. It's shot creating, though. Or no, okay, this is creating a shot for yourself. That's yeah. I okay, mean, I thought like of it Steph that way. Curry, like the way Steph Curry would be the best in the game at creating Any, a shot for yourself. Anybody or, or, or getting to the James Harden. That's or, why I thought LeBron okay, James. Then I would easy say because LeBron. I would say LeBron in that case. If that's if it's I I thought of creative like like creative shooting because oh, no, I think no, of Larry no. Bird and I think no. creating I mean, your own shot like Larry Bird could get creative. He was a really, really creative basketball player, but right. we're going LeBron. Ju- just, or are we? Neither. I'm neither, going So, so neither guy's a very good ball handler, right? In my opinion, neither guy's great a great ball handler. Well, I wouldn't say great. No, I would. But if you got ball, is ball handling on that? Ball handling's not on there. If I were, I'd still, I would give that to to. Uh, you would give to. LeBron. I would give that to LeBron. And and I would I would give it slightly to to LeBron too. Although I think he's. I think that's Ball one thing just got added to the list. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, 
No, but but so just creating your own shot. It's funny because you don't think like LeBron's so super athletic and Larry's so super not that you think okay. I hate that. This is why, why I is Larry Bird? Why what in what world is Larry Bird not athletic? In what world did that? Did, can you that watch Larry Bird play basketball and say he's not athletic? That because he he's just not did, he he's just not LeBron look, James. Right. He just didn't look like it, but. If you if you realize what he did, if you watch a play, it doesn't look like athletic movement. He may not be smooth. But, He's like but to a, be able to hundred pence. Yeah, hundred pence be is able to, super athletic. But the dude looks like a like a like a newborn uh, a newborn giraffe. Yeah, right. That's a good comparison, both with Larry to Hunter Pence and Hunter Pence to the newborn giraffe. Um, but I would not call Larry a newborn giraffe, so that's a good it's a, you know, little yeah, ladder there. Down, yeah, we, so anyway, ten ways to Kevin Bacon or something. Yeah. Okay. Shot creating. I'll give. A, I'll give a little. I'll give an edge to LeBron there. But Larry, I think, was underrated in that. In that. Yeah. Playmaking. So to me, that's making plays for your teammates. Which is probably as close as it gets to assists, I guess. I mean, Larry Bird. Larry Bird's highlight reel is is almost as good as Magic Johnson's. If you watch it, if you watch him passing and things like that, I'd I'd give that to Larry. I you just made me the happy man, happiest man in the world. It's not. I mean, I'm not. Listen, listen. LeBron James. Is, LeBron is known for his comparison to Magic Johnson because when he at least when he was coming into the league, people were like, he's more like Magic Johnson than Michael Jordan because of his passing ability. Sure. I'm not uh, okay. I I'm, but he's a better sh- scorer than Magic too. Yeah. So, but but playmaking, they they really both are very good playmakers and, and great passers. Yeah. And I give the edge to Larry just only because of his creativity. You don't see that kind of stuff with LeBron. When LeBron tries to get fancy, it's a turnover. It happens all the time. He gets he gets tries to do some too much with the ball. And it's a turnover. Larry could do too much with the ball, and the ball got where it needed to be. Yeah, yeah. Now LeBron does pass the ball very well and gets his teams involved just as well as anybody. It's just not as fancy. I'll tell you what he he makes the cross court pass as well as anybody that has ever played basketball. That that driving on the left side of the basket, the defense collapses and and rocketing a pass all the way across the floor to the right corner where a guy's standing wide open to shoot the ball, right? Yeah, throwing a direct pass. Very, very good at it. Trying to throw the ball between people's legs and put spin on it so it lands at somebody, it's a turnover every time. And he has his he has his highlights over the years where he's, sure. he's got incredible passes, you know, no-look passes and stuff like that. But that's my favorite part of Larry Bird highlights is just sure. watching passing. I don't have to watch him shoot the ball one time. I love watching him pass the ball. Free throws. This is the easiest one on here. <laughs> I mean, I, I can't say anything about that. Right. Okay, that's let's Larry. move on to efficiency. Efficiency. Man, I, I that's tough. I would I mean, I oh, I'd have to see Larry's numbers cuz I really don't know where his numbers land on that because LeBron's one of the most efficient basketball players that to ever have ever. played the game. And I'm sure Larry Bird's probably also one of the most efficient players to ever play the game. But I'm going to I I would give it to LeBron just because of my bias to LeBron and the fact that I don't know exactly where Larry's numbers are on that. And I know that LeBron's are above yeah. and beyond anything. It, by going by player efficiency rating, it's it's LeBron has a little bit of an edge there. Um, 
it's it's hard for me to say player efficiency rating is the one true stat to measure efficiency. Uh, 100%, you have to watch those guys sure. play. Sure. But I will give because his numbers are better by the all these advanced metrics, you know, for efficiency, I'll give I'll give LeBron to you. Um shot blocking. LeBron. You would think, huh? Uh, I'm I'm not saying that LeBron has more shot shots blocked per game because it's a different game being played now than it was back then. Uh, there was a lot of back to the basket. A lot of it was a little. Sl- I don't want to say slower because I mean show you know the the Showtime Lakers were up and down the court, but it was a little bit slower of a game back then, and you had more of chances when you're a four like Larry played a lot under the basket. That's what he did, and you had more chances to block shots on guys just trying to put little hook shots up and things like that. I think you had more opportunities for blocks in those kind of areas where LeBron is there. It's way too much of a perimeter game now. And that shot blocking ability is there. I mean, obviously he's got the most recognized block shot in all of basketball history against Andre or was it Draymond green against was it green or Iguodala who, in that when he went coast to coast and blocked the blocked the layup on the other side when they won the championship. Well, yeah, and he's he's got a few of those that he's pretty popular for. The chase down block yes. has been a big thing for LeBron. Um, you mentioned it. Blocks per game, exactly the same. Are they? Exactly the same. Um, and, and, and they get – I feel like they get blocks – different ways like lebron does gets the chase down block because more athletic block exactly because he's faster and can jump higher than a lot of the guy you know than than a lot of people larry i think got just got in the right spot from right because right he just just right timing and um and uh uh what's what's the word uh to uh anticipation yeah you know he he just he he was six steps ahead of everybody he knew what you were gonna do before you did it he got smart blocks and stuff like that um but anyway so i honestly i'm willing to give i'm i'm willing to say i that's a toss-up i i think it's i think that's a tie for me uh lebron on on ball defense tie on ball defense LeBron's not going to get this. You're going to give it to Larry. <laughs> well, I, this this account blew me away and gave it to Larry. That surprised me. Why? LeBron is known for like they people always talk about LeBron not playing as much defense. When he wants to lock down, he can lock down as well as anybody. Right. But does it happen all the time? No. Larry probably focused on it way more than LeBron ever did. So yeah. you'd have to give it to Larry. I'd give it to Larry. Yeah. I I, yeah, I don't I, think he's a better on-ball defender. But I think over his career, he was in games a better on-ball defender. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Because Larry, yeah, Larry wasn't laterally quick or anything like that. But he was again just so smart uh, sure. about how he played defense, and they played team defense really well. The Celtics did, mm-hmm. and, and so he he was able to he trade thri- off and yeah, move, he, and yeah. right, he thrived because he thought the game through and he had other smart teammates, and he knew where Kevin McHale and Robert Parrish were going to be. <laughs> right? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, so so we'll give that to to Larry maybe a little bit. Yeah, make your mark. Where's your tally for Larry? Oh, sorry. Oh, have you not been giving Larry tallies? I haven't, oh, I haven't been giving surprise. anybody tallies. Huge surprise on that. <laughs> <laughs> Athleticism. Athle- that's easy. I mean, that's easy. That's that's an easy one. Basketball IQ. 
Larry let's, Bird. Let's fight about this. Oh, yeah, I love you. I would give it to Larry Bird <laughs> just because that guy had to have a better basketball. And you know what? That's You know what? Now I think about it, that's tough because you can't look, you can't definitively say Larry Bird on that because LeBron James, that, that, the things that that guy does on a basketball court shouldn't be able to be done. And you look at Larry Bird and you think the same thing. <laughs> right. So, right. but you, but you give, but you, my immediate reaction was Larry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and I'm I, having trouble now. I don't know. I, I don't think it. And I, I'm with you on having trouble because LeBron has been known throughout his career as being one of, if not the smartest player in the league. I mean, he's definitely one of them. Larry was definitely one of, if not the smartest player in the league when he played. And you, you hear, um, former players that guys that played against Larry Bird and, and other basketball historians and coaches and stuff like that. That's one of the things that they say most about Larry Bird is how smart he was. I love the stories of Larry Bird. Larry Bird story, like the legends of Larry Bird stories, are it's is that a category? <laughs> no stories, but, but he easily wins Legendary that one. Legendary in an NBA final or in a in an NBA playoff game when you're down by two. And there's two seconds on left in the clock, and to say I'm going to go over there, I'm going to get the ball, I'm going to fake this way, and then I'm going to shoot it over top of you, and I'm going to win this game, and then to go do it. Look at the guy who's guarding you. Tell him what you're going to do, and then go do it. That's phenomenal. You couldn't have set this next one up any better. Clutch. Who yeah, is more clutch? It, that's. I I think Larry gets that only because. He probably has hit more clutch shots than LeBron James has. This one's interesting. This the account that I got this from gives that to LeBron. Really? But Larry is. I mean, you can watch highlight had, after highlight about, after think about highlight. The, how long LeBron got? Have you ever heard somebody ever say, "Give Larry a dollar and he gives you three quarters" or something like that? <laughs> no, no, no. You used to hear that about LeBron all the time. You Ask did. LeBron for change for a dollar, he only gives you three quarters. And, and that's because he deferred so much in the fourth quarter, and and, and that's and then he kind of changed that a little bit over he did. over time. He did, but but, but would you call it clutch? I mean, even when they won the when they won their title, it was Kyrie Irving with the clutch shot. You know what? You know what's 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 weird about that is. All those times at the end of games when LeBron's team needed to score and he made the right basketball play by giving it up out of a, out of a double team and hitting an open teammate who missed a shot and they lost. If, if his teammates make those shots, LeBron is as clutch as anybody that's John ever Paxson played. John Paxson makes a shot. Steve Kerr makes a shot. Because you don't have to make shots at the end of games to be clutch. You have to make the right plays. If those guys hit shots that LeBron – if LeBron sets you up and you miss a shot, that's not LeBron not being clutch. That's you not being clutch. That's, right. you know, that's – Sure. That's – they lost because that did – and people – But it's not – but he – He's not being clutch, but he's not not being clutch. He's just making the right play. I don't think making, making the, the right, right play is being clutch. Yeah. Honestly, whether you win or not. Okay, honestly, maybe because if you look at a guy like, uh, oh my gosh, <laughs> for uh, the for the Cavs. Adrian Dantley. No, for the Cavs. Uh, for the Cavs. Who got the ball? J.R. Smith. J.R. Smith making the wrong. That was as unclutch as you could be. So maybe you could call it clutch. I still think that that making that shot. Hitting the the pressure of having to be the one to do that 
to get it get it off and and have it go in. That is more clutch than making the right play. I'm not saying making the right play is not clutch. I'm just saying it's not not clutch. It's it's I, I see it more as a in between. I think it's great. I think it's better. I, I, I like that you make the right play. I would rather you make the right play. But in some cases, you know, Steph Curry's on a double team and he I, I, I still might want him to do something with the ball to take the last shot because I want him shooting it. You know, sometimes LeBron, you might be in a double team. You might make the right play if it was in the third quarter and there was five minutes left in the third quarter. But it's the very last play of the game. Ball is in the best player's hands. That That's the guy who needs to take it. So you give Larry Bird the slight edge and clutch. I'm giving it to Larry. Okay. Um, you weren't expecting this. I was not expecting this. Listen. How about Listen. I will argue Le- LeBron James – over just about anybody playing basketball right but now. But you have so much respect for Larry Bird. Larry Bird is my second favorite player of all time. Oh, you're the best, man. Uh, two more categories: playoffs, playoffs, playoffs. That's, that's an interesting. No, one I too. give that to I give that to LeBron because of what LeBron did in the playoffs, basically by himself, where that Celtics team was really good. Because he's because LeBron has played 15 years and he's only not made the playoffs twice, and he had probably four or five years where he was on teams that shouldn't have been very good. Nine straight NBA championship uh, appearances, appearances, finals appearances. Yeah, I'm giving that to LeBron for for his team's overall success throughout the course of his career. I think I can give that to LeBron too. Now he has won three championships. Mm-hmm. Larry won three championships as well. Larry played twelve years. LeBron has played fifteen. Although he won, he won three within that amount of time as well. So anyway, um, Larry, you know what? And, and I looked, I looked at stats. So the, the, I looked at stats through all these things, and LeBron's stats in the playoffs almost across the board are actually better than Larry's. Sure, I believe that. Well, Larry didn't have to do – Larry wasn't forced to do everything to win games in the playoffs. He had he other people sometimes. around him. Sure he did, but he <laughs> but had other yeah, people around him. He did. And, and LeBron has – you know, let's not no, get no, that wrong. No, no. He's had LeBron's some very had good teams really too. Good team. sure. Right. Um, last one, team success. We kind of just talked about uh, that. That's, I mean, obviously the Celtics. I mean – I don't know team Although, success, player success. I mean, but, I don't know. But, did, did I mean he didn't make it to nine straight? Think about it, nine straight NBA Finals. Yeah. Okay, I'm giving it to LeBron. You talked me into LeBron. <laughs> I talked you into it. Um, I'm I'm willing to do. You just think of the Celtics as the. Yeah, I mean it was. But if you but the Celtics were supposed to win. The Celtics were supposed to be great. No, not because their name is the Celtics. It just no, depends on no, who you because have. Because of the team, that because of how good the team was. You were supposed to win if you have LeBron James on your team, yeah. and they do, and yep. they did. Yep, I'm I'm willing to go tie if I have to, if I have to push it one way or the other. I will say I will give the slight edge to LeBron on that. So is this over? Is that the last That's category? The last one. So you're giving the edge. So I believe that there was more given to LeBron on your side than there was Larry. You think so? I think so. 
I mean, I stopped keeping track I on think my it was, end. I think it was. I think it was really close. I think. It was, I think it was close too. But I think it was pretty even. I could really call these guys pretty even. So now, look, we're so we're gonna say that the the uh, rush Mount Rushmore of basketball players is gonna be Michael Jordan. You want to do this right now, LeBron James? <laughs> How many guys are on Mount Rushmore? Four. <laughs> Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Larry Bird, and Kareem. Oh, Kareem is your choice. Who's yours? So that's where we got to. So you talk about Magic. You talk about Will. Kareem's better than Magic. You talk about Oscar. I, I put. You talk about. I, well, uh, I, I will talk about uh, a lot you, of guys. I'd be fine Jerry with West. Up there. I'd be fine with Wilt up there. I'd be fine with Wilt or Kareem. Shaq's gonna have something to say about it. Shaq ain't got nothing to say about nothing. Shaq ain't got nothing to say. I put Hakeem up there over all those other centers. To be honest with you, I personally Shaq. I love Shaq. Shaq is that's that's my guy. I love that son of a gun. I love the guy. I didn't love the player. He was Uh, he's an all time great player, no doubt about it. One hundred percent. He's one. I would put him in like the top fifteen, top twenty five players of all time. Give me Wilt and definitely give me Hakeem over him. Okay, you can have him. I'll take Shaq. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> All right, that was a fun little thing. Now, um, we can we can do how, where are we at here? Oh, we're right about an hour. Right about an hour. We can call it a day, or we can go over one more thing. I, I we promised there would be one thing. Let's yeah, just, let's we'll do just, that. We'll just break it in let's because this is a break in. This is break in. Uh, first time ever giving might, this a try, and it might become something that we do. Uh, you know, more and more, or make it an every week uh, little deal. Uh, so. Between the two of us, we are huge. Um, what do you call it? Stand up comedy. Stand up comedy. Sorry, stand up comedian fans. Stand up yes. comedy fans. Right. Love it. In fact, last night, so we talked yesterday mm-hmm. about what we were about talking about comedy on this podcast. Yeah. Getting into a little comedy, and you know who's our favorite comedians. What's going on now on the comedy game? Adam's going to California. He talked about wanting to go to the comedy store, mm-hmm. uh, maybe going to the Improv. Who knows? He's, there's about four or five of them. Yeah, down there on the Sunset like Strip or whatever. Little, yeah. Right. Uh, but Joe Rogan, I mean, all the big comics go there almost every day to work on their stuff. So you're almost guaranteed to see somebody good. A lot of them, like Joe Rogan will play, he'll do one at the improv and one at, at the comedy store. Same night. Or, yeah, same night. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that that's that's pretty cool. I, I, I hope you go. I think it would be great. I love watching comedy specials. That's one of my favorite things to watch. Last night. I watched one of my favorite comedians, a, a documentary on one of my favorite all-time comedians. Oh, and that reminds me of another one, but what was the document? Who was the documentary about? Robin Williams. Okay. Okay. Robin Williams, when you, if you, depending on how old you are, you don't know Robin Williams. Right. Yeah, yeah. If you are like under the age of 30 Mm-hmm. Even even older than that, maybe like even a lot of people that are probably thirty four, thirty five may not really understand. Robin Williams in the seventies and eighties was the raunchiest, craziest, absolute nutcase physical comedian you've ever seen in your life, and he was hilarious, and it's still just as funny now. Yeah, he was he was one of those guys from the seventies that um, is is a, is a comedy legend. And a lot of the reason was because he did so many drugs. And <laughs> well, but even when he got off drugs, even when John Belushi died, he was with John Belushi the day John Belushi overdosed. John, is it John Belushi? Which mm-hmm. uh, which Belushi overdosed? Yeah. When when he when he OD'd, he was with him that night and left. 
and was joking around on the set of Mork and Mindy about how high Belushi was that the night before wow. he didn't know he had died. That sobered him up. He stopped stopped doing drugs. And then he got back into alcohol in the later 2000s. But he went on a long span where he wasn't, and he was still doing some crazy, crazy comedy. And and similar story with uh, Richard Pryor, who I sure. think, I, if you ask 50 comedians, 48 of them will say Richard Pryor is the best comedian ever. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot of people's, that's a lot of people's Michael Jordan. But, um, and, and he was just drugs on top of sure. drugs on top of drugs. I mean, isn't that how he died? Didn't he? At his all time. Well, yeah, I mean, he, yeah, I think, I think ultimately, yeah. And he, cause it just like broke him down and he's in his, he was in his sixties and he looked like he was 160. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. So, so a lot of those, a lot of those older comedians, um, were really into drugs because it was the '60s and '70s and '80s, and it was just a big thing back then. Yeah. But you're talking about the legends. You're Robin Williams. You're Richard Pryor's, um, and, and and one of my favorite guys from back in that day. And I don't maybe I I know he smoked weed because he talked about it all the time. I don't know what other drugs he did, but um, George Carlin. George Carlin. Yeah. As 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 great a performer. That's, as any of the other Well, that's comedians. how Robin Williams was. Robin Williams was more of a performance when he went out there. George Carlin was the not not as crazy like that, but he had that quick, everything was so quick out of his mouth, and it was just an incredible. Uh, the, the was it, 12 words you're not allowed to say or something like that? That's yeah. one of my favorite bits of all time. George Carlin is hilarious. And one of the hardest workers, he had a new comedy special every year for like 30 years or yeah. 20 years or something yep. like that. And they it were all crazy. good. They were all good. Every single they one of them were good. great. They're he was doing good. it in his like, 70s yeah when he was on when he was on uh the train guy what was the train oh yeah when he was the conductor yeah yeah mr conductor shining time station shining time station right (laughs) it's so funny it so when we were kids shining time stations on and george carlin's a conductor and then you get to be like 12 13 you start watching some old listening to some old george carlin and you're like whoa that's the guy they got talking to little kids. Yeah. Not sure that was right. <laughs> George Carlin. So, so, so good. So, but those are the older guys. Some of the newer comedians, even guys like nineties and two thousands as we're our formative years where we're, we're getting into our teens and twenties and we're really starting to get in and, and listen to more of that stuff because yep. we weren't really supposed to be listening to it. Yeah. Although uncle Danny had me listening to uh, a Richard Pryor album in like when I was like three oh, when he was living hilarious. with us, but it's awesome. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> but anyway, shout out to Uncle Danny. Good shout work. out to Uncle Danny. Um, <laughs> so, but but like some of the some of the newer guys who are some of your current favorites, or even some of the ones from the last 10, 20 years. Yeah. So you know, I I love the Jerry Seinfeld. I love the Seinfeld show. Mm-hmm. His stand up is it's different. He yeah. does a little different deal, and I like guys that do things different. That's kind of my I, – I really enjoy – you know, a lot of people have a routine, and they go up there and they're like, man, let me tell you about kids. And then it's, you know, they got some jokes. And that's how a lot of people are. David Letterman was that guy. There's a lot of people that are just that guy, and then there's a punchline, and boom, next joke. Uh, it, it, Seinfeld was a little different, you know. I mean, it was still – a set and a, 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 a you know a line a punchline and go, but he just did it differently. Uh, I liked him. I definitely like that. But right now, this dude Tom Segura is probably my. 
He's one of my favorite guys right now. Tom Segura from close by where we are. Um, Somewhere around close. He says he's from around Cincinnati. He's, I think he lives in California now probably. Right, yeah, but yeah. Yeah. He's married to a comedian too. Yes, he is. They do a podcast together. Like every comedian has a special on Netflix and a podcast yep, today. They all have podcasts. Everybody every comedian does. has a podcast. Yes. Bill Burr's got a podcast. Uh, you name it. What's the What's the, What's the the guy with no shirt? Burt Kreischer. Burt Kreischer's. I'm not, I, you know. I watched the one special on Bert, and it was funny, and I was laughing really hard. And then I turned on another one, and he still didn't have a shirt on. Yeah. And I was like, all right, dude, I'm I'm done with it. It's getting a little tired. Yeah. It's Put your shirt little... on, bro. Yeah. Put your shirt on. Put your shirt back on. Just, it's, yeah. It was it was funny at first. I get it. You know you're a little big, and you and you embrace <laughs> it, and that's terrific. Great for you. And it was funny for five minutes, and now it's the old getter done from uh, – Larry the Cable exactly Guy right. where And that's not even who that guy is. Take like, it Larry easy. the Cable Guy is, doesn't even talk like that in real life. He's just a right. normal guy. So, so speaking of Larry the Cable Guy, he was one of several comedians that I've seen live in person. Oh, really? I've seen Larry the Cable Guy in person. I'm a little embarrassed to say that, but... So, so one of the first, one of the first uh, comedy DVDs I ever bought was the... Um, what was it? What was that called? The uh, yeah, the Jeff Foxworthy had him and Bill um, Bill Engvall, Bill Engvall and uh, Ron, Ron White. White. Who Ron White? Another guy. I really like Ron White. Of those four, I think he, Ron White, and Larry the Cable Guy were the two funniest. Yeah. I really did. I, yeah. I I thought those guys were really Ron funny. Ron White was great. Yeah. Um, it, they, Ron they, White, if you ever get a chance to listen to Ron White on the Joe Rogan podcast. Ron White, he's been on there a couple times, but there's one from uh, this past summer or this past spring. That's hilarious. I think I saw like a little 10 second clip of that, but I need to go back and I need to go back and listen to that. Um, but yeah, so I so I did see Larry the Cable Guy, and I was surprised. I think he said "get her done" like one time the entire time, so I was pleasantly sure. surprised by that. Sure, because by that time it was so played out. That's all. Yeah, it was everybody so had the played shirts out and the hats and everything else. Yeah. But he was really, really, really funny. He so, was really funny. You know who else that I really loved back? So when I started getting into comedy a lot was like in high school. And that was when that, what was that called? The, uh, what were they the, called? The, the um, special, what was that whole yeah, special called? Like the, oh, Blue Collar Comedy. Blue Collar Comedy. That's it. And then I got the original Kings of Comedy. Uh, that yes, Let I had it on. You, I had it on VHS. Uh, did you have a VHS? <laughs> yeah. I had it on DVD. So I still have it. I have it in the background. I, I have it I on DVD. Too. That right there, I right, cold chills, bro. <laughs> that. Oh my gosh, DL Hughley. Oh, that guy's great. Uh, said the Entertainer is funny. I said, but said the Entertainer was probably the least funny out of all the guys on it. And like, he was really and funny. And he was hilarious. You know who is a you know a guy who. You know, now does all these shows and, you know, Mr. Steve Harvey. That guy is good. Very good. Steve Harvey is, was great. I don't know if he does any stand-up at all anymore, but when he was doing it in the late 90s, uh, early 2000s, that dude was as good as they got. Yep. He was great. And then, of course, the the legendary uh, God has the soul, Bernie Mac. Bernie Mac. I take that back. Bernie Mac was the funniest. Bernie Mac was, I think, the funniest. <laughs> Bernie Mac was the funniest out of all of them. So I take that back. funny. Take that back, no doubt. Um, so yeah, the all yeah, all four of those guys were how, excellent. How many comedy shows have you been to live? How many live oh shows God. have you been to? Uh, without thinking all the way through it, I would say 
twelve, something like that. That's pretty good. It's pretty like good. That. I mean, it's not like we got a big comedy scene down here. They they had the funny bone and it's been open and closed a couple times and stuff. We've got we've got two decent um What's the comedy clubs. Go bananas. I'll go bananas. One. Okay, go bananas. Um, I've only been to two in my life. Okay. That's it. But you saw two big acts. I did. I saw uh Polly Shore at the Funny Bone. Okay, I said big acts. You saw a C list. Uh, Polly Shore, Polly Shore was uh, <laughs> you were was, a huge Polly Shore. I guy. loved Polly Shore growing up. I was so excited to see him, and he was just an old, washed-up dude that sat up there and complained the whole time. All he did was sit up there and complain about stuff, and uh, I was like, "This is not the squirrely man. <laughs> it's not the Polly Shore I was looking for." So anyway, that was up, but I, you know, that was okay. The the big one that I got though, uh, so for my birthday. My wife and my sister uh, were going to come, and my brother-in-law were going to come to my house. <clears throat> I loved Cat Williams. Love Cat Williams. Cat Williams specials were, oh, my God, that dude cracks me up. And they were going to bring these, all the DVDs. They were going to rent the DVDs. This is how long ago it was. They were going to rent DVDs from and bring them over, and we were going to watch Cat Williams. That was going to be the birthday. you know. Hey. So they get there, and uh, surprise, Cat Williams is playing at Cintas Center, and we're going right now. So I got to go see Cat Williams. At the Cintas Center. At the Cintas Center, Your home which away from obviously home. Xavier, yeah, my home away from home, the Xavier uh, basketball musketeers love to play there and do very well. Anyway, uh, so get to get to the Cintas Center. Funniest, funniest show I've ever seen in my life. Uh, Michael Blackston was there, and there were some other guys. It was hilarious. It was great. And then Cat Williams came on, and he was booed off stage. Oh. It was the worst thing i've ever seen in my life wow was he was terrible. booed off stage he was booed off stage he, he stopped in the middle of his act wow there's a huge write-up in the paper about how about it you know local guy comes back and it's absolutely horrible i'm getting told to get rid of my pen because i'm clicking it like crazy cat williams uh cat williams was absolutely horrible he was terrible wow that's, I, I can't he got believe a, that. He was getting in a fight. with he, he had people from the stands. He told them all to come up. He was going to fight them, and then they'd come up, and he'd drop the microphone and just start getting in their face and yelling at them. You have no idea what they're talking about. It was like 10 minutes of him and a couple fans yelling back and forth at each other, and you can't hear him because he doesn't have a microphone in his hand. So you don't know if it was funny. It wasn't funny because he was legit pissed. Like he's talking about wow. being from Avondale, and he's going to kill somebody and all this. Got, all of a sudden, it got it got off the rip quick. That's such a disappointment. It was a disappointment. However, Cat Williams has had a couple really good comedy specials that have come out since then, so good for Cat. You he know, sobered he sobered up too. He has did he? Yeah. That's good. He um he has made me laugh. He has made me laugh, but I've watched entire specials of his and been like, Man, some of this stuff is just okay, man, take it easy. Just settle so, down a little bit yeah, or something. So I think there's a lot of comedians that get to that, you know, they hate that big one or two right off the bat. And they're really funny, and then all of a sudden they fizzle off. Fizzle off you know what I mean? They're, they're or they specials. try too hard or yeah. something. Like they want to be that person still. It's like, man, just go out there, be funny. Uh, the person who does it for me is uh, Amy uh, Schumer. Amy Schumer. She her first couple specials, like hurt my stomach. Hurt. I laughed so hard. <laughs> She's good. The last two, I didn't laugh even a little bit. Like I felt like I'd never even laughed for a second. Really. I was not not very impressed. I the first time I saw her, she Did you was go live when she came here. Did you go see no, her? No, I've not seen her. She came I've last not seen, year. No, 
but her and Bert Kreischer and I think one or two others that are that are a little bit bigger now were on like the first or second season of um, what was the what was the show like the competition show the um, oh gosh. last comic standing last comic standing yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah and they were on I think they were on like a really early uh, season of that and that yeah. was the first time I saw either one of them yeah and um, and then uh, another guy that was I think on that that I really like a lot another guy that I have seen live is Josh Blue. Josh Blue. Josh Blue's yep. really funny to me. Um, you know, I think I'm a. I think I've. I am becoming a women woman comedian fan. Yeah. Besides Amy Schumer, of course. <laughs> but two of my favorites, mm-hmm. Nikki Glaser. Nikki Glaser's great. And Whitney Cummings. They're both excellent. They're both. They excellent. might be my two favorite right now. They're they're both really funny. I I am kind of like what you were saying before. Um, Whitney Cummings for me, I think was funnier when I first saw her years ago. Yeah, and sh- as the time as time's gone, time has gone on, and I think part of it, I think following her on like every social media platform, I think has kind of that'll do actually, it. and, See, not, I don't and not follow just her. these guys. I don't follow comedians on so because I want I want to get on. I just go on watch their special and get off. It, it, it's 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 so disappointing, and it's not fair for me to be this way, and it's not fair for other fans to be this way. But <laughs> but f- you follow a comedian on Twitter because you think they're just going to be funny you all just, the time, and they never are because that's their Twitter account too. They can talk yeah, about whatever they they're want. Just being them, right? And 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 you ha- like Michael Ian Black. I don't know. Michael Ian Black is one of my favorite guys in comedy. Not even just like his stand up is good, but I've seen him on so many different things, and he's so funny. His Twitter account, like he. Once in a while, he'll start doing – he did this thing for a while on Twitter um, called, like, Sports Facts or something like that, and it would be during, like, the World Series or the Super Bowl, and he would say something like, um, uh, like you know, the, the New England Patriots are beating the Denver Broncos 10-3. to 3. The New England Patriots are a football team, American football team in the NFL, sports <laughs> facts, or something like that. Like you would say something really, really generic, generic. and like, yeah. I like it. And uh, I mean, stuff way funnier than that. But anyway, um, but like stuff, you know, but norm, but then like so, especially right now, so many comedians are just posting political stuff. Like, I yep. hate Donald Trump because of this. And it's not, they're not jokes. They're just, you know, yeah, whatever. It's they're legit. just, it's they're they just mad about I'm, everything like everybody else is. I just um, want comedy. Yeah, I'm like, I follow you that's because why, I want the escape from all these other exactly. rum-dums that exactly. are just talking about that's this That's why stuff. I don't, that's why I boycott, that's why I boycott Twitter all the time. <laughs> because I get on there and I start getting irritated with people. Yeah. And I'm not, and that's a big reason. I, I started to follow, uh, uh, some I can't even remember who it was. I think it was Bill Burr or something like that. And I was like, man, this isn't even – I don't yeah. even want this. This is not what I want. So Chris D'Elia, by the way. Let's talk about Chris D'Elia. I want to talk about him. Chris D'Elia. Tell me. One of my favorite guys. When he does his girl voice and he makes fun of girls. Oh, my God. Check out this dude. He is hilarious. Chris D'Elia is – Maybe the best example of somebody that when I first saw him, whatever it was, five, six years ago, I was like, whoa, this guy is hilarious. I am to the point where I can't stand that guy. Really? Yeah. Oh, I really like him still. I think Man. he's very good still. I, I, do, I don't is think it he's because good it's always anymore. the same joke. It's it's he a lot the of the same, same it's a he lot of the, the same, same stuff. Over and, over, yeah. and he he is what he would normally make fun of or what he would make fun of at first. He got into it, and good for him. I mean, he's like my age, I think, or something, and he's like in his late 30s. And he got into working out and eating better and stuff, 
He's he got in really good shape. So all he does now is post pictures, shirtless pictures Here of him go. posing. Here we go. And sweaty after a workout. Stop. Serious pictures, like Stop. just serious sweaty pictures of him with no shirt on Stop. up close. Stop following comedians, dude. Stop. You're but, gonna but, dislike them. It's not fair to their comedy, dude. It, but but don't make fun of people and make that part of your comedy and then be maybe a maybe huge that picture tool. maybe that picture is him making fun of that but it's not because it's every day it's every day maybe to him it's really funny then it's not funny <laughs> if that's what's funny that's <laughs> a, a perfect example well, that maybe maybe the reason i still like chris delia is because i don't follow him on twitter that's probably a good thing there um go. and instagram and all the other ones yep i I have been fortunate enough to see a bunch of really good comedians in person, and I I always feel like I am not going to enough comedy shows. I want to. I agree. I want to be going like at least once a month. So I watch a ton. I mean, I watch mm. Netflix, HBO. I'm constantly on those two, pulling up different uh, on the HBO Go app and and Netflix. I love 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 watching any comedy. I turn some of them off in the middle because I I'm just done after a little while. But there's a lot that are really good. My favorite, I think my favorite comedian that I ever got to see live because he's my, maybe my favorite stand-up comedian ever is Zach Galifianakis. And it's, it's, it was such a weird thing. And, and Galifianakis I, reminds me of somebody like Robin Williams. Just a, that dude's just a, just a weirdo when he's on stage. He's different. He's different and he has a different cadence and a different style and he can't stand the, the spotlight and he can't stand Hollywood and show business. Yeah. But he's a really funny guy, and he made, uh, has made a ton of money now, be in that realm. But it it was kind, it was like really cool to see him get into, um, get on um, the the huge movie. The movie, yeah, Hangover, Hangover. Thank you. And and be like, wow, this guy blew up. Everybody knows who he Everybody is. Everybody knows that guy. And I was excited for him, but at the same time, I was like, now I have to be like, okay, ten years ago, I saw this guy's Comedy Central presents, um, you know, in in ninety nine or whatever. Do they still do that? They have done so many different versions of that. Because back in the late nineties, early two thousands, those fifteen minute clips, those fifteen minute Comedy Central presents were the best thing there was. I lo- I've, I've discovered so many comedians on that. 100%. Not that I discovered them. I just mean, like, I saw them for the first time. <laughs> you discovered them. You're a talent. You're a talent. Yeah, right, yeah. No, but that was the case for Zach Galifianakis and a ton of other people on those things. And that's I just laughed my butt off when I first saw him. And then I started looking up clips, and he released this little this DVD that he had a, a very limited number of. And, and I got that. And then, like, a few years later, he released another DVD that was a little bit bigger. And then a few years after that, he got the hangover. And, and I, I felt like one of those idiots, like, I, I tried not to be like, oh, yeah, well, oh, I, dude, I, I've, I've been, been a fan of his forever. For lo- right, yeah. I've known him. Oh, he was, yeah. I, I knew him before he was born. But it was really the case, though. Yeah, it really exactly. was. So I was like, I felt so weird about it. And I was like, I felt stupid about saying stuff like that. But I was like. It was strange for me because I felt like I knew him because I watched so much Zach Galifianakis stuff. Right. And and, and then he, like, blew up. And anyway. Look, uh, but I did get to see him live in Indianapolis one time. That's cool. And it was awesome. So we need to go to more comedy shows. We need to do. I think I we agree. should watch a comedy special on Netflix every week. 
and then we'll come back and say if we liked it or not. I'm a hundred percent in for that. I I was thinking that exact thing yesterday when we were talking about this. That's what we should we do. Talk- that should be our comedy. Our little, even if it's a five minute, if we both hated it or liked it or whatever, we just jump on and and go. Hundred percent in for that. I'm gonna let you tell me which one to watch every week. Or, or I'll get on. Uh, I mean, I've seen a bunch of them, but I'm more than likely, more than happy to watch them again. Guy that that I really like, that I was trying to remember yesterday. Yep. Talk about a different cadence. This guy, Anthony Jeselnik. 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 Yes, Anthony. that's a whole different cadence. That dude's a. That dude is a. That dude's a nut. He is. And 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 you gotta be. You gotta have an open mind. Yes, you do. Dude. Because it like if he went to like the Midwest in the, like the middle of church country or something like that and tried to do his show, there wouldn't be a single laugh. I have absolutely no problem laughing at stuff when I know that there's somebody's not being serious. It's okay to laugh, guys. It's okay. Yes, this what? dude. I like this guy. He's about as dark and offensive as you can possibly be. <laughs> and he doesn't care. And he doesn't care. And I'll tell you what, I think he's really funny. Um, and he, But his last special it w- was another example of one of those things where he, he formed this, almost this character, and now he's got to keep it up, and he's almost like pushing it a little further so his le- he just came out it was like maybe three months ago yeah. with a new with his newest stand up special I was all excited about okay, it so the one I just watched was from 2015 okay this so he's got a newer one okay and I was disappointed because it was just like you know every everything about you know babies dying and stuff like that and yeah. it's like <laughs> I mean that's his that's what that's he does his comedy yeah and, and for a long time and he killed him it was funny right yes <laughs> yeah um. And he, yeah, he really, he's really funny, but he got like, it just went a little, it just became a little too much. Like you're a funny person. Just be funny. It doesn't have to be about something, you know, you don't have to be the Howard Stern of, right. of stand up comedy. Just, right. just don't it, shock value this is what is, you're going I like for. this. This is what we need to do. So we should go, we should grab one. We should grab one every week. We'll talk about it yeah. and go over it. So, uh, yeah. You got you have them up right there or something? I, yeah, I mean, I got a bunch of them. It says "Watch Again." <laughs> I'm just <laughs> scrolling again. through, and it's all comedy specials on Netflix. Watch Again. Well, we well we we should, but we want to do one and that there, we, the, neither under, one of us have seen. Underneath it is "Continue Watching," and it's a whole bunch of ones that I I watched for like five minutes and turned off. Yeah. Yep. Uh, all right. Yeah. Let's figure it out, man. Let's let's. I mean, it doesn't have to be one we haven't seen. Find one that you haven't seen because I don't know what you. You know what? Theo Vaughn's not bad either. Theo Vaughn's hilarious. Yeah, I love the dude Theo from Vaughn. Road Rules. Was it Road Rules or the Challenge? Or he was, was on he MTV. On, was he on one of those? Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, that's how he started on MTV. Like uh, it wasn't. It was Real World. He was on a Real World. He's really funny. He's good. I feel like he could be though. He could end up being one of those guys that his style <laughs> in another year. Like that, in another year, yeah. I'm going to get tired of it. But right now, because I've only been checking him out for like maybe a, a year or less, like I'm still on him. I'm, I'm still yeah. like his podcast is really funny. Eddie Murphy's Delirious is on Netflix right now. I know. I yeah. have, it's been a long time since I have it on that. DVD. Jim Gaffigan, another guy who's kind of underrated. Funny. Saw him, I saw him live. Funny. I think he's really funny. I'm not a big Jim Jeffries fan, but mm-hmm. anyway, yeah. so. Yeah, find one. We'll watch it and uh, 
Well, we, hey, let's pick it I'll out right now. I'll tell you what. Now. Let's do it right now. I have a, I have a suggestion, and you can let's say no tell and me. tell me another one. We Because we talked about this yesterday. You mentioned Whitney Cummings. Yeah. Just in the last, like, month, okay. she came out with a new special. You have not seen it, correct? I have not, no. And neither have I. Let, you right, want to do that do one? Let's do Whitney. We'll do Whitney's. Is it on Netflix, or what's it on? Yeah, it's, it's on Netflix. Okay. Yep. Uh, uh, can I Touch It is what it's called. Gotcha. Can I Touch It? <laughs> which is okay i'm not gonna start in on that but money, anyway like that's her stuff can i touch it, it? is money it's her shot style. she that's talks her, right she's, she's a dirty girl right so anyway um we'll, <laughs> we'll check that one I've out definitely not seen this one i'm down i'm down we'll okay. watch this one we'll do that um so if anybody wants to watch whitney cummings can't touch it can i touch can it I sorry touch can it. i touch it on netflix check it out we're gonna we're gonna review it in the comedy Let's the comedy it. uh the comedy section of the Sports podcast. Yeah, right. Next week, we're gonna have to change our name to the Nosebleed we'll Sports be, and Comedy we'll Cup podcast. We'll just be the Nosebleeds podcast. Yeah, there you go. Right on. Okay. All right. That we'll we'll continue. You know, I, I've seen a bunch of other comedians live. I'll talk, I'll, I'll uh, fill you in on those maybe next week or as we go along. That sounds good. I like it. I'm excited about this. I'm man. really excited about it. So there you go. So sports and comedy is uh, we're gonna integrate a little something new. Every week, we probably won't talk about it for. We may talk about it for a half hour every week. I don't know. Who knows? And another thing we might do different. In two days, my dad works his last day. One hundred percent works his last day. We might. We might. I might try to get my dad on with us. I, I think talk we about retiring and working for the same company for forty years, and, and he'll be able to stuff. stay up at night. He'll be able to stay up at night. He's he's been he doesn't listen at, to this he's been podcast up at three o'clock in the morning right. since I know since I've been alive. <laughs> right. <laughs> he's he's sleeping for like two hours before we come on with this yeah. thing. So anyway, uh, maybe we'll, maybe we'll get him on too. Let's and we'll talk it. about some of that. Let's stuff. do it. So we'll have a little. We'll have a little regular person interview and uh, branching out, man. The nosebleeds, the nosebleeds is branching out. We're grown. We're trying to grow. Help us out. Get on uh, Facebook Live every Wednesday, 1030. We're on all your other platforms, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, YouTube. I missed YouTube last week. It'll be on tonight. This one will be on tomorrow. Uh, catch us on Thursdays on all your favorite platforms. We put it up right away, Thursday morning. Um, and you know, it's just going to be, uh, you know, we're, we're growing, man. We're growing. We are. We're getting big. We are. It's big time. I'm excited. Adam, I appreciate it. For Adam Schmidt, I am Mr. Chris Witt. Do not forget. Oh, I almost did it again. Don't forget to turn your headlights on. <laughs> <laughs>